2: Welcome to At the Core with Walker Wildman and Rick Green. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, Rick Green, with you here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Walker on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm uh, I'm America's Constitution Coach and a former Texas legislator, and uh, thrilled to be able to talk about some of today's hot topics to, and uh, talk about how these core issues affect us not only in our individual lives but as a nation. And I think we're we're finally realizing that that how we walk out our faith, whether or not we're truly salt and light in our communities. Uh, it's having a bearing. It's having an impact, and it's uh, it's either having an impact or it's not having an impact, and that has an impact. if that makes sense. Bottom line is we are responsible for what's happening in America right now. We're watching the culture crumble all around us, and it's our fault. Okay, what a great way to start the program this afternoon. When I say it's our fault, I mean the church in general. By not being salt, by not leaning in, by not actually giving the meat its flavor and preserving it, we've allowed the culture to rot. Now, thankfully, that's beginning. I shouldn't say it's going to turn. I shouldn't say it's beginning to turn around. It's beginning to be a fight. It's beginning to be at least an acknowledgement on the church's part and on, on millions of people in the church. Uh, Are waking up and saying, okay, yep, I need to be doing my part. What can I do? I'm looking for ways to learn. Well, that's what we do here at the core. We talk about these core issues and how they affect the culture and what you can do about it. And therefore, we're going to take, you know, headlines. We're going to talk about what's happening in the news. We're going to say, okay, what's the Bible say about this? What does history teach us about this? And what does the Constitution say in terms of our responsibility in this particular country under this particular system? in which we live. So I'm going to hit some of those headlines right off the bat, and then I'd love to take some of your calls. 888 589 8840 That's 888-589-8840. Call in with your comments, questions, insults, whatever you got. We are willing to listen. Uh, there's uh, there, there's there's a couple of headlines that jumped out at me. One is a, a really good I I I tend to do, I do this thing called Front Porch Live once a week. It's on Tuesdays in the evenings. If you want to tune in, it's on Facebook and then we post it on Rumble later. But it's just me in front of the fireplace ranting about whatever uh, the topics of the day are, which is pretty much what I do here on Tuesday and Thursday afternoon as well. But at any rate, I call it the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I basically try to say, okay, look, there's a lot of good going on in the culture. There's definitely some bad and ugly as well. We can learn from all of it. That's why when you listen on Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons, there's pretty much no topic off limits. Whether it's good news, bad news, ugly news, whatever, we're going to hit it, and we're going to say what can we learn from it uh, and what's our approach need to be in terms of how we address that issue with our family and with our folks in our church and our friends in our neighborhood. So first, let me hit a good news piece, and that is this Virginia Tech soccer player. I had talked about this weeks ago. It was a um, uh, it was a lawsuit based on the fact that this gal refused to kneel. Everybody remembers, you know, two years ago whenever uh, the Black Lives Mafia uh, did, came out and, and started lying to the American people about who we are as a nation – uh, basically made it out that that anybody with white skin is a racist. You can't help it. This is all part of the Marxist, um, you know, th- uh, theory uh, that if you're part of the majority, that you're naturally a racist. You can't help it, and and uh, you know, no hope for anybody, right? We just, just should all hate each other, and uh, and that if your if your skin color is darker, if you're black or brown or whatever color other than white, uh, that you are absolutely a victim, no matter what your life is actually like. You're a victim. Uh, You you're a victim of racism. You can't climb in this culture. You're you're destined to 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 poverty, whatever their lies were. I mean, it was just constant. And uh, of course, the lies were very much centered around the whole, you know, all police officers are racist. I mean, anybody in uniform is absolutely a racist. They're just looking for someone of color to run down, even though the officer is someone of color. Right. So, I mean, even if it was a, a black officer, brown officer, whatever, they still said you were being racist. If you in any way in any way enforce the law on someone of color, I mean that's how ridiculous these things were. So you know, yesterday's MLK Day, it's the opposite of what MLK stood for, right? MLK's whole thing was content of the character, not color of the skin. When, when you look at someone, when you, when you hire someone, when you when you when you prosecute someone, all of those things should be based on character, based on behavior, not based on color of skin. That was the beauty of his message. That was the dream. Remember? I have a dream. That was the dream that we would be colorblind, at least to the extent of how we made our decisions about how we treated people, how we looked at people, our relationships, all of that stuff. Well, that was the dream 60 years ago. Apparently that is not the dream anymore because too often it's all about race. Everything is based on the color of skin. And so therefore, if anyone with darker colored skin, is being prosecuted, no matter how bad their crime is, they're being prosecuted because of the color of their skin. That was essentially the message of Black Lives Mafia. And so they got the kids out there marching in the streets. Most of these young people thought they were part of a righteous cause. They truly believed that uh, in some ways they'd been transported back to the 1960s when you really did have systemic racism in certain areas of the country. Uh, For instance, in Birmingham, I mean, why was... MLK marching there with the Reverend Shuttlesworth. What was going on in Birmingham? What was going on in Atlanta? Well, it was systemic racism. When the law of the community says you cannot sit at a counter with someone of another color of skin, that is systemic racism. Okay. It was in the law. So the system itself was, in fact, racist. Okay. That is not happening anywhere in America and hasn't for 50 years. Well, Decades at least. Right. And I mean, my kids, when I took them to the Birmingham Civil Rights Museum, they were shocked at what they saw. They had no idea that that kind of stuff even happened, let alone here in America in the South. And why were they shocked? Because it's not happening now. That's the whole point. So black lives mafia was a lie, basically saying that we're still a systemic racist nation, that 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 the police office, all police is bad. Defund the police. You remember? I mean, this is what was going on two and a half years ago uh, in in, uh, in community after community all across this nation, and billions of dollars in damage was done. So it wasn't just that they were out there with signs saying, we think things should change. No, they were burning cities. They were burning police stations. They were burning federal buildings. I mean, this was an actual riot across the country. Billions of dollars in damage, dozens of people murdered, police officers uh, hunt by the thousands were attacked and, and assaulted. Uh it was it was awful and it was mostly led by absolute Marxist not by people that wanted racial equity not by people that wanted us to be judged by the content of our color uh, content of our character not the color of our skin but actual Marxist the leaders of Black Lives Matter admitted that they were Marxist the the Antifa people absolute crazies out there that were pushing this us so black and white together causing mayhem in the streets and a lot of these kids really thought they had joined a righteous cause because they really believed they were doing something for the best. But the leaders of the movement were absolutely Marxist trying to tear down the culture institutions of America. So all of that ranting that I just did, I'm sorry, got off on a little bit of a tangent there. But all of that to say that during the midst of all this, that's when the kneeling during the national anthem, became popular. So now it was all about America's bad, and the American flag represents all that is bad about America. And so instead of the American flag representing the blood shed for all of us, red, white, yellow, black, or brown, and shed so that we could be free and so that we could constantly improve the nation, the flag and the meaning of the flag was changed by these people. And so they started kneeling every time the national anthem was played, kneeling every time the flag was was brought out, kneeling to say that they they weren't proud to be Americans anymore. Now, listen, I'm ashamed of my country in many ways all the time because we're made up of humans. We disappoint ourselves. Right. We disappoint each other. Nobody's saying America's perfect. But but the kneeling was a symbol of saying and 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 the people that were leading that charge in their speeches were saying essentially that all police are bad that 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 our law enforcement system our legal system all of it was bad instead of saying here's some areas we can improve and so some people very few people but some people stood up against this and so when this when this swept across all of our sports it ruined sports for most of us, right? Because now it became all about politics and mostly leftist politics. I stopped watching Major League Baseballs. Our family is major Major League Baseball fans. We've been to twenty eight of the thirty stadiums across the country. Loved baseball. Coached my kids all through uh, their young years. Coached them in, in, on trips. You know, took baseball teams to, 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 to uh, uh, up to New York to, to the to the Hall of Fame and to the tournaments up there. I mean, we we were a baseball family. But when Major League Baseball allowed for the Black Lives Mafia and their Marxist agenda all about, you know, transgenderism and everything else under the sun, when they took over the Major League Baseball website, when baseball players started kneeling for the national anthem like the football um, you know, wannabes. I mean, that's why I don't watch NFL. That's why, I mean, I haven't watched any of those sports ever since they allowed themselves to be taken over by the leftists. That's why our family became UFC fans and started watching UFC. It was the only one that wasn't woke and actually allowed for people to, to, to speak. And be, so we got to be friends with Benil Dariush and some of these anti-Marxist uh, Christian uh, fighters in the UFC. And uh, anyway, so enough about that journey. But during all of that, this gal at Virginia Tech, Um, had the, uh, I'm sorry, I said Virginia Tech. It was Virginia, uh, let's see, Virginia Poly. Yeah, 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 Virginia Tech. Um, She was a soccer player for them, and she refused to kneel. She did not want to kneel when her country was being represented by the National Anthem. So unlike her coach and the other players on her team, she had some backbone and some courage and some character and actually cared about the nation that is without doubt the most powerful most free wealthiest most most uh, benevolent nation in the history of mankind has done more good been more of a national force for good than any nation in history has moved people out of poverty and saved all the things that America's done that's been great she did not want to kneel and put a and 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 be you know denied the opportunity to honor her nation and so her coach verbally abused her for not kneeling, and then ended up benching her and all of this. She filed suit, and here's—I'm getting to the good part. It took me 15 minutes to get here, but I'm getting to the good part. The good news is that she won her lawsuit, and she uh, was awarded a $100,000 settlement. So thank you. Thank you to—I'm uh, to, uh, trying to find her name. I'm so sorry. I wanted—oh, Kirsten Henning. Kirsten Henning, you are a patriot— and your love of country and your patriotism and your willingness to stand for truth, not just for patriotism, to not kneel and therefore be part of the lie. You know, the the, the, the saying, live not by lies, Solzhenitsyn made it popular. It was, it was basically saying if you're in a communist country and uh, you don't have to be a part of the problem, when you... Participate in the lie when you live the lie, you perpetuate the lie. It's why I was so against wearing the mask because not only scientifically did it not do any good and wasn't stopping the spread of COVID, it was living a lie by wearing the mask. You were saying to everybody, "We're in this horrible pandemic that 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 and that is far worse than it actually was," and you're and you're per- perpetuating the lie. And if you perpetuate the lie, if you live the lie, you you, you uh, um, cause harm. And so Kirsten said no. I'm not going to live the lie. I'm going to stand for truth. And she won a $100,000 settlement. Now, she'll never get those years back, those playing years back. So, you know, she I don't even know that that compensation is enough uh, for what happened to her and this woke coach and uh, and woke teammates. But congratulations to her. That is a very good piece of news. Several other uh, headlines I want to get to. We're going to be going to break just in a second, though. Phones are already lighting up. So thank you to all of you that are calling in. We will definitely get to your phone calls. 888 589 Eight eight four zero is the number. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Also, want to mention that uh, Ron DeSantis is hammering. Uh, speaking of woke sports, the National Hockey League is now hiring only if you're not white. Now, who's the racist? Now, talk about not judging based on content of character but instead on color of skin we're only going to hire you if you're not white i mean does does no one else but ron DeSantis have a problem with this folks that that is that is as racist as you can get i'll read the actual job postment uh uh, posting for you and when we come back from the break but i mean come on we're gonna literally hire based on color of skin i thought that was racist if you can't see through that to see that it's racist, just because it's reverse racism, and they put all these you know big words, the hegemony, and all this stuff on, on labels to try to explain how it's not racist if if you're if you're favoring someone of 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 a uh, traditionally discriminated against color of skin. Ne- never mind if you grew up in a wealthy household and wealthy neighborhood. If if you, if you have the the right color of skin, you can still apply for the job. But if you got the wrong color of skin, which is clearly white, uh, then no, nope, we don't need you at the NHL. Ron DeSantis says absolutely not. That is not welcome in the state of Florida. Where's the rest of the governors? Where's the where's the rest of the governors that should be s- saying no to this? Hopefully more of them will follow suit because most of them get up and read Ron DeSantis' homework uh, and cheat off of him for the test every day anyway. Stay with us, folks. We'll be back. You're listening to At The Core with Walker Wobbin and Rick Green.
1: AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
2: Welcome back to at the core with Walker Wildman and Rick Green. I'm Rick Green, America's constitution coach with you on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thanks for staying with us. Phone number is 888-589-8840. And last thing on this, uh, this uh, story I was uh, talking about the NHL and Ron DeSantis saying, Nope, not in Florida. This is absolutely not welcome. Here's their posting. Here's what it says. Participants must be 18 years of age or older, based in the U.S., and identify. <laughs> I can't believe a job application would say you got to identify. So I guess anybody could apply, but anyway, it says identify as female, black, Asian Pacific Islander, Hispanic, Latino, indigenous, LGBTQIA. Boy, they got a lot of them in there. Uh, missing about 75 of the letters, I guess, but, um, and or a person with a disability. Veterans are also welcome and encouraged to attend. How much more woke can you get, folks? I mean, that, give me, I gotta read it again. You must identify as female, black, Asian, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, Latino, Indigenous, LGBTQIA, and or a person with a disability. Veterans are also welcome and encouraged. I'm surprised that they would accept a veteran who would have fought for, you know, this horrible nation known as as America, uh, at least in their world, from their perspective. I'm just embarrassed for them. I mean, this is hockey. This is supposed to be the tough guys, right? Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. No, it's believable. This is what happens when you pour the poison of cultural Marxism into multiple generations of the children of your nation. And that's what we've done. This stuff didn't start with Black Lives Mafia and Antifa uh, two and a half years ago. It started with our education system in the twenties and thirties of our hundred years ago. They started moving this direction, and within you know fifty years, they they owned education. So for the last fifty years, for two generations now, we have been pouring this nonsense into our kids, and the fact that they would now. 60 years after MLK said to judge our each other based on content of character, not color of skin, 60 years later, they are doing the exact opposite. And they're judging you based on the color of your skin or, <laughs> I'm sorry, or your fantasy about color of your skin. So, So I guess you can be a male that's white but identifies as a female that's black or Asian Pacific Islander I'm not even sure what, is that just, is that only Hawaii? I don't even know what Asian Pacific Islander refers to. I know how, I know, I'm politically incorrect. I'm sure that's like, you can be Filipino or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, you can, but as long as you identify as one of these categories, this is what happens when you divide people. That's what, that's what they're all about. They are dividing us based on anything they can. It can be mask or no mask, jab or no jab, color of skin. That is the Marxist way. Instead of the biblical way, which is neither Jew nor Greek, right? We're supposed to look at each other, and all of that stuff shouldn't matter one bit. I don't care if you're black, white, brown. I don't care if you're an Asian Pacific Islander or an Inlander, whatever that might be. I don't care. All of that stuff is nonsense. The color of your skin absolutely should not matter. And these people want to make it the number one thing. They live for racism. It's all they think about. That's the Democrat Party today. That's the president of the United States today. It's all about color of skin. Did you know that even in handing out COVID stand funds, in other words, money on this, what turns out is not was not even a pandemic. That's why I won't call it a, a pandemic based on the data and the numbers that we now know. But the trillions of dollars that they handed out, they did that based on color of skin. That, that, that when when soon as Joe Biden got in the White House and they took over this process, they absolutely discriminated their handouts. So you had to be of the right color of skin. Even anyway, boy, oh boy, I'm getting carried away. Let's go to the phones eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. A couple other headlines I want to hit, but but let's get to the phones first. Maybe I'll do those headlines when we come back from the next break. Let's start in Florida since Ron DeSantis is leading the charge against this racism. That these people uh, through in a uh, uh, the the National Hockey League are are pushing uh, a couple of calls from Florida. Let's start with Michael in Florida. Michael, go ahead, man. What's your comment or question or insult? We're ready for it.
1: Uh, yeah, toxic masculinity. Asking permission to come aboard.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And by the way, folks, my pastor's book. Uh, one of his books is titled "If You Think Masculinity's Toxic, Then Jesus Is Radioactive." All right, go ahead, Michael. <laughs> Welcome aboard, man.
1: Well, listen, I want to say thank you for all the work that you and your family and the, all of y'all at the AFA and AFR and, and you know, your uh, Patriot Academy, all that. Thank, thank you, Paul. Listen, you, now, there's a couple of things I wanted to say, but your call screeners said should I, I had to pick one. <laughs> we had it was it was approximately, excuse me, approximately a week ago. I saw this story on local news, but we were having tornado warnings at five, 5 o'clock in the morning. So I only saw this headline once, and then the storm started uh, drawing attention away from it. But I saw a story, and they showed a video where supposedly the cousin of Patrice Colors was being t- tased, and supposedly they killed him. And I was wondering if you had heard or um, yeah. uh, what your thoughts were on that. But the other thing, I'm going to try and cheat and see if I can sneak this one in there. And... Do you have a, a a perspective on Diamond and Silk and mm. the loss that went down that way?
2: Well, huge loss for sure. I'll start with that one and then and then uh, head to the other one. But, uh, yeah, massive loss, you know, because they, they were such a powerful voice, and people would listen, and they uh, just brought a lot of great biblical wisdom uh, often into their conversations um, and uh, just a great impact on the culture. So huge loss for sure. In fact, I saw today uh, even President Trump's uh, going to be going to the To uh, um, uh, to the funeral. But um, on the other issue, the cousin of one of the founders of Black Lives Mafia. Yes, um, I saw the I saw the video or or portions of the video. I haven't seen the full video yet, but this guy was uh, clearly evading arrest and had caused a hit and run and uh, whatever other criminal activity he was involved in and and um, and would not stop resisting arrest. So they tased him. Apparently he ended up uh, if I if the story I read was correct, ended up dying as as a result of it. I'm surprised it hasn't been more of a headline of course the, the reason it's not is because of his criminal activity leading up to it and the video is so obvious that he was resisting arrest and fighting them to you know through the whole thing and uh and drugged out i mean there's no telling what all he was on you could tell uh and i'm sure the autopsy has shown that and so that's why they're not talking about it and believe me they would love to now of course you know the whole george floyd thing same thing i mean this guy was drugged out and and uh, resisting arrest and, and and everything else the 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 issue the reason that was all overlooked is because of the knee on the neck and and uh, even though that uh, you know was a, a a common uh practice and 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 you know there's a right way to do that when you're dealing with someone that is you know that big and and, and can physically overpower you and what people never want to talk about are the stories where the, the, the person that's drugged out and not responding to uh, commands and 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 not, uh, you know, continues to resist arrest. They never want to talk about the stories where that person ends up overpowering the police officer and using the police officer's gun to kill them and other uh, 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 people. Um, so there's a reason that these police officers are doing what they're doing. And now I'm not saying there's never a problem, obviously. And listen, I've always had a problem with authority, as you can probably tell if you listen to this program very often. Um, I, they're a bad cop. There's no question about it. There's bad cops. And I, I will march in the streets with you against a particular bad cop if they are not brought to justice. Um, and there's no question that there's you know always going to be people that love power and people that love to abuse that power. That is human nature. My problem is whenever you do the broad stroke and you say everybody's bad if they're wearing a uniform and that sort of thing, I think you got to take it case by case and And there's no question that there are cases where uh, someone is wrongfully um, uh, prosecuted, wrongfully, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, assaulted by uh, an officer or whoever else it is that actually has that power. But, man, you watch these videos. You watch the full videos, not just the clips that they use on social media to stir people up against police officers. You watch the full clips. and, And almost every time, I mean, there's one or two that I will admit, man, I would not have done it that way, but almost every time. I look at that situation and I say, I put myself in that situation and I say I would have had to do the same thing, because the 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 the, the person was attacking someone or using a knife or a, or looked like a gun or you know whatever. Or often it is a gun, uh, and therefore you know the police officer had the right response. The whole Michael you know uh, Michael Brown I think it was that caused all the riots in Missouri. Um, my goodness, this guy was three times the size of the police officer and attacking him and trying to take his gun. He absolutely should have been shot. And uh, and yet you know a whole you know riot takes place as a result, and then you know uh, all kinds of things carry on after that. Anyway, uh, all of that to, uh, I don't even remember where I was going with all that, to, but to say yes, Michael, I have uh, seen that story, and uh, I think the reason nobody else is talking about it is because you know the guy was clearly in the wrong and resisting and 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 doing things that they don't want to they don't want to talk about. Let's uh, stay in Florida and go to Sean in Florida. Sean, go ahead, comment, question, insult, bring it. Oh, we lost Sean. Sorry, Sean. I, I uh, took too long to get to you, brother. Sorry, or ma'am. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Sean, male or female. Lisa in Texas, then. We'll head over to Texas. Lisa, go for it.
0: Hey there, Rick. It's Lisa from McKinney again. I call hey. you often.
2: Yeah, thanks for calling in.
0: Sure. I just on the day after Martin Luther King Day, um, you know, I, I was raised in the public school in Texas. Brenham, Texas, and always believed that the civil rights movement started in the 1960s and that Reverend King was a big part of that. But after I bought the DVD, um, American History in Black and White, setting the record straight, I realized the civil rights movement began in the 1860s and That's 70s. Right. And there were huge, huge, you know, um, successful people, men and women of African descent, all in every level of government, local, state, federal, until the Democrats and the KK, which is, you know, shoes from the Democrat Party, took over and eliminated all that. So we had to do it all over again in the 1960s. There wouldn't have been a need for Dr. King if, if you know, all of the huge steps that were taken in the 1860s and 70s if the democrats would not have just negated all of that
2: yeah Oh man, I couldn't say it any better. Uh, you're you're spot on, uh, Lisa. And 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 that vi- In fact, I encourage people to get that video, American History in Black and White, setting the record straight, or, or the book, either one. But the video is great because there's some reenactments in there uh, that are just phenomenal, really, really powerful stuff. And and you summed it up perfectly. I mean, that's you know there were so many great great movements that took place and great leaders um, after the Civil War and in the 1870s and 1880s and just so much progress that took place. But of course, the Democrat Party that has always been racist fought that every step of the way. Uh, there, there's some incredible stories right here in Texas about all of that as well. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, it was um, it was unfortunately. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of the uh, uh, positive steps and, and civil rights uh, uh, victories that took place were reversed by the Democrats once they got into power and uh, and required and, and led to, you know, of course, decades of, of, of uh, you know, um, abuse and, and, and things that should never have happened. And it was the Democrats that continued to even have white only primaries um, up until, you know, literally into the 60s. And so these are, you know, unfortunately, the Democrat Party has a lot of shame, should be shamed for the history of that party, and not that the Republicans are perfect, but at least the Republicans were founded on racial equality and founded on doing the right thing and have done a much better job of fighting for those things and winning those victories. The Democrats, man, they just continue to be racist. They just shift which race they support or don't support because for them it's not actually about race. Race is a tool. Race is a mechanism for control. That's what it's actually about. It's all about divide and conquer. Split us made a, make us hate each other based on anything, and that gives them the ability to get power that 's what they 're actually all about is power they just use race as a as a tool for that so but but great, great reminder, Lisa, really encourage people to study those things and um, and and even go back to the to the 1960s as well and study the movements and what actually happened there and you 'll find uh, some fantastic champions and some incredible incredible stories, and those stories should be told and, and we tell some of those stories in our chasing American legends. Uh, program we did we did twelve episodes. One of them is actually on Birmingham and the civil rights movement there, and and the King family and what they did uh, to to bring about so many good things. And of course, not perfect either. You're you're you know in the midst of MLK Day, you're you're going to hear a lot about the 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 sins of MLK as well. Which I I believe in telling the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, about even our heroes, so we don't shy away from that. Uh, but you know, MLK did some horrible things as well. Uh, but the things that he's known for and the things that he did for the culture and for the movement uh, should still be championed. And those things should be talked about. And the ideas, the principles, those are the things that we're for. All of our heroes have flaws. Man, I could tell you bad things about George Washington and John Adams and all of those people. But if all we do is focus on the bad and the ugly, we miss the good. We miss the we miss the things that we want to pass on to our children and, and grandchildren. Man, we could take the disciples and talk about bad things the disciples did as well, and the character flaws of the disciples, rather than talking about the courage and talking about the leadership and talking about the principles that we learn from them. Believe me, folks, if all of my worst actions in life were all anybody talked about, you wouldn't listen to my radio program for sure. You you wouldn't want to learn anything from me. And if you're honest with yourself, the same could be said of you, right? We're all sinners. We've all fallen short. There's not a single one of us. None. There is none righteous. No, not one. But we can certainly learn from the good, the bad, and the ugly in each of us, and even from those heroes throughout history. And the thing I think we should learn from and remember the day after MLK, uh, MLK Day, is uh, is how that family did stand up. Uh, you know, the, the AD King and 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 Martin Luther King Jr. Both of them, they went through. I mean, obviously, um, gave gave their lives for the cause and for the, for the movement. Um, but the things that they did and that their family went through, and I, and I think the best. Um, heir to the King family that that has carried on the principles for which they stood is Alveda King. Dr. Alveda King is, is phenomenal. She actually guest stars in our episode where we go to Birmingham and Atlanta. She takes us to the church where the Kings grew up, where MLK preached his first sermon, where they became known. He and, and her dad, A.D. King, became known as the, the Sons of Thunder. Um, and, and uh, it's a it's a fantastic episode so I, enc- I encourage you to watch it you can get chasing american legends at our at our website at patriotacademy.com it's one of 12 they're all fun uh, they they actually make it fun to learn i'm big on that i think i think you got to entertain when you're educating if you don't you know most people are going to going to tune you out so uh, here on the day after mlk day check that out at uh, patriotacademy.com just look up chasing american legends and you can get that episode where we answer the question of whether or not King was a communist, which he was not. But we answer that in the uh, in the episode. But most importantly, we trace those steps. In Birmingham, we talk about how he made you sign. He and Reverend Shuttlesworth made you sign a commitment to think like Christ, speak like Christ, have love in your heart. So no violence. In other words, we need to get back to that for sure. Stay with us. Phone number is 888-589-8840. I'm Rick Green. You're listening to At The Core.
1: AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
2: Welcome back to at the Core with uh, Walker Waldman and Rick Green. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach with you here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Walker's got Monday, Wednesday and Friday covered. Thanks for tuning in as often as you can, hopefully every day so you can get these core issues, get educated, equipped inspired and then be a force multiplier. That means you take the information you're hearing us talk about and you take the programs, you go become a constitution coach, you do something there in your community to bring these things to life and to defend and protect them for future generations. Thanks to all of you that are already doing that and participating. Let's get back to the phones. Let's see. I think we've got Jerry in New Mexico up next. Jerry, go ahead, brother. Yes,
3: sir. Um, of course, right now at this time of year, the states are are, organ, are getting their uh, senates and their houses together, their legislatures. Yeah. In New Mexico, they're proposing a bill to limit the number of rounds you can fire from a magazine on a weapon. They're they're going to try to outlaw any kind of magazine that has more than capable of holding more than nine rounds. Which I don't believe there's any magazine out there that only holds
1: nine rounds.
2: <laughs> well, but my nineteen eleven anyway. only holds eight. I my my, my forty five caliber nineteen eleven okay. only hold, holds eight. Now my nine mil nineteen eleven uh, holds ten. So that's that's usually the one one I carry. But anyway, go ahead and 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 say again who who is it that's that's uh, pushing this bill.
3: This is a, a, a congresswoman from in New Mexico, New Mexico state level legislature oh okay legislature. okay so they're trying
2: to follow the california model of making it very very difficult for you to be able to defend yourself and your family they, they prefer to side with the criminals uh, yes. who don't follow any law. so they want to give the these are more of these uh, folks that want to give the criminal the advantage over the law-abiding citizen i'm with you go ahead
3: okay anyway what do i need to do how do i get started i understand i can call my local legislature uh, uh, congressman Yes, and complain to him, but I need more than that, because me one individual not going to carry the water for the whole state.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, great question. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you help. Yeah, I'm going to give you a couple things, Jerry. Um, uh, first of all, number one, do exactly what you just said. Your local state rep and state senator need to hear from you, and and I mean like call, write. Ask for a meeting if you're if you're able to go to the Capitol and spend time with them, or when they're come home to your district. If it's your state rep and your state senator, you should be able to get a meeting with them. Uh, they're going to try to schluff, you know, push you off on on staff, which is fine. Meet with staff. But just tell them I want to meet face to face. I'm only asking for five minutes. I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to scream. I'm not one of those people. I'm gonna. I just want them to know where I stand on this issue and find out. I want to hear it from them where they stand on the issue. And usually they'll also be a staff person in the meeting or whatever. And then get your thing. Get your points down really, really well and and make it short and sweet. And and number one, tell them where you stand on the issue and ask them where they are and tell them you want to know. How they plan to vote on it? What they're probably going to say is, "I don't know yet. I need to do more research." I need to do more, unless they're a solid Second Amendment supporter and they believe in the right of self-defense, a, a a God-given natural right, they should be fighting for and defending. Or they're a leftist and they're over on the gun control side, and they they're actually foolish enough to think uh, that if you just get rid of a particular kind of gun, the criminal will say, "Oh darn, I won't, I won't attack that person." Um, so some of them might be that foolish, and and a lot of them are. Um, and so if that's if they're on either side, Already entrenched, they'll tell you that's where they are. But most of them are going to say, "I don't know. I got to do my homework." And so you just encourage them and say, "Well, here I encourage you and try to find." The, I'll, I'll give you some sources, some good sources. John Lot is probably the best source on all the data as far as why these laws do not work. They've never helped. They do not work at all, and he proves it with the data. So John Lot uh, Crime Research dot org. I think if I'm trying trying to remember that off the top of my head, let me just make sure that's right. Crime research uh, dot org yep that 's it, okay, so um really, really good information at his website and on that particular issue, you can get some good stuff um, uh, gun owners of America is a fantastic source. I would reach out to them um, i would Jerry I would find out what they 're doing on that legislation in your state. And the National Rifle Association, they're, they're always going to be on the right side of the issue. They're just not always as active in the legislative session as some of the Gun Owners of America folks are. And it depends on the state. So I wish I knew better for you in New Mexico. But those are the resources I would give you. And then lastly, become a Constitution coach. And I'm not saying that because it's, my, it's free. I don't make anything when you sign up as a Constitution coach. But when you sign up as a Constitution coach and you start hosting classes in your area, you're going to build a team and you're going to have more than just yourself. And it's going to be more than just the gun issue. It's going to become the religious liberty issue. It's going to become the transgender issue and fighting against the sexualization of our children. When you become a constitution coach, you start building a team. And it might just be five people from your neighborhood or your church. It might turn into 500 people. I see all kinds of, we're up to 23,000 constitution coaches now. You need to be the constitution coach in that area, Jerry, and it'll get people involved. Now, maybe two uh, too late for this legislative session, but maybe not i can 't remember how long New Mexico meets for texas it's it 's now through the end of may i don 't remember on new mexico so i 'm throwing a lot at you brother but 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 number one, make sure you go meet with your state rep and your state center and in and in New Mexico, I think the districts are so small you absolutely should be able to get a meeting with them if they will not meet with you, if they keep putting you off and putting you off and they will not meet with you. Write a letter to the editor, post it on Facebook, and just say, hey, if anybody knows Representative so-and-so or Senator so-and-so, they've been unwilling to meet with me. If you know them, would you please encourage them to vote against this bill? You know, you say it in a nice way, but you, what you're really saying is our representative is not meeting with their constituents, <laughs> So, but you do it in a nice way. But hopefully they'll meet with you and give them a couple of chances at that. Um, so anyway, that's that's my, uh, um, my recommendations, Jerry. I hope that's not too much. I know it's a lot. Uh, but, again, get plugged in. Uh, there's a lot of great organizations to get in, plugged in with. I'm not sure who the New Mexico – Family Policy Council is there. Um, also, you've got uh, um, you know, Family Research Council. you got My Faith Votes. We're helping all of those groups build their teams on the ground using our Biblical Citizenship in Modern America class. Because I'm just telling you, when you host that class after eight weeks of being a coach and hosting that class, you will have a team that will be with you on these issues and help you um, um, to, to influence the legislature. Really good question, Jerry. I'm sorry I took so long to answer your question. Let's go to the next caller. Dennis, if you're still with us, Dennis uh, from Texas calling in. Dennis, go ahead. Hey, Dennis, you out there? Hmm. Looks like we might have lost Dennis. Okay, how about Ron in Tennessee?
1: Hi, good afternoon. You know, yeah. every time you talk to a Democrat and they bring up the point that Kennedy signed the civil rights bill, um, you should always remember that the Republicans tried to bring this to uh, a vote seven seven years and um, that's right. When yeah, it was, well, it was
2: Johnson actually. That, it, yeah, it was Johnson that signed it. But you, you, your your point is correct. It was Eisenhower that originally pushed it. for it. That's it right. It. No, Eisenhower didn't yeah. block it. Eisenhower pushed for it. He was a Republican. He was he pushed for it.
1: If I was black and I would see that you know Martin Luther King was assassinated. And this could have been brought to a vote seven years prior. Would Martin Luther King Jr. still be alive today? And when you knew that the Democrats blocked that civil rights bill for seven years, that the Republicans brought that forward, why would, if I was black, why would I want to ever, ever, ever vote Democrat? Ever, ever.
2: Yeah, the Democrats are the ones what? that, 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 that fought a war to keep slavery. The Democrats are the ones that did all the Jim Crow laws. The Democrats are the ones that had white-only primaries. The Democrats are the ones that, that ran the KKK. The KKK was a, a, a muscle arm for the Democrat Party. That's in the congressional record. Uh, the Democrats are, have always been racist. They've always been dividers. Um, and and they're the ones that, that that abused black people in this country in so many different ways and and now they take their vote for granted uh, and and still abuse them with their policies because of what they do to the black community in inner cities it's just awful and uh, you know so I, yeah, I agree with you man I, I, it, the problem is that people don't know truth you know they don't I can tell you that that when they take, that program that Lisa was talking about, the American History in Black and White, setting the record straight, when we give those presentations in black churches or when black churches do that course, to, you know, take the video and, and, and the book and go through it, it's like a revival. It absolutely turns that church around, uh, turns pastors around. And so thankfully, we do have a lot more, um, you know, good, strong religious leaders in the black community that are standing up for these things, but they are Man, they are a small minority of the black community, and it's because of the education system. It's because government replaced the church and replaced the family, uh, and so we got a lot of work to do. Uh, unfortunately, though, it's not just you know one community. It's black, brown, white. I mean, it's, all, it's the entire American community now where these lies have taken root, and so we've got a long ways to go to turn it around, but we can, and the good news is ignorance is curable. I am ignorant about a lot of things, but I can cure my ignorance by simply taking the time to study. So regardless, as MLK would say, of the color of your skin out there, if you've got the content of character that wants to know truth, that wants to stand for truth, that will fight and spread truth, we want you. We want you to be a Constitution coach. We want you to listen to this program every day and spread it to your friends and family. Be a force multiplier for truth and for liberty and for freedom. Okay, I am not sure if that was Dennis in Texas or if that was Ron in Tennessee. So whoever's next, go for it and tell me who you are. This might be David in Illinois. I apologize, but go ahead.
1: Hello, this is David in Illinois.
2: Hey, David, thanks for calling calling in.
1: I'm calling. Thank you for all you do. Your family is just wonderful. I love listening to American Family Radio. Uh, God bless you for that. Thank you. I'm calling in response to the gentleman that called from New Mexico saying that they were trying to pass a law that would prohibit the ownership of gun clips that had 10 rounds or more.
2: Yeah. Illinois. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Just
1: pass a law that not only will not allow you to have clips greater than 10 rounds, they also prohibit you from buying in the state of Illinois or the sale in Illinois of assault rifles. And
3: right. what they those call assault rifles, assault which nobody seems to de- define. For
1: me.
2: Yeah, no, man, uh, my buddy, Darren Bailey and, and several other members up there in the Senate and the house, both, um, have been uh have been fighting this they lost unfortunately your governor is one of the worst in the country and he's he's championing this fortunately we do have some sheriffs in Illinois that are standing up and saying no nope, not in our county we're not going to enforce this uh but yeah you you've got a mess david you really do illinois is um uh, the left runs it. Um, you got some champions in your legislature that are standing their ground and trying to fight it, but they're outnumbered uh, tremendously. There's a freedom caucus there. I just actually just spoke to your freedom caucus. Uh, um, oh gosh, a week or two a, a ago, and so there are some good people, but you're outnumbered, and and the laws are getting worse and worse. Um, man, I've been up there uh, on your side fighting. You know, man, the, the the mayor of, of Chicago, um, she threatened to destroy that church with those Romanian pastors. I came up there and spoke at their church a couple years ago during the whole covid stand thing but uh brother Illinois is a mess i mean you know Illinois gave us Ronald Reagan gave us uh gave us Abraham Lincoln i mean this is a state that that should be championed by liberty lovers not by these people that want to take away your right to defend your family not by these people that want to take away your right to worship and 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 exercise your your religious liberty but unfortunately right now it's being run by the left and and they're doing everything they can to tear down uh, liberty in Illinois instead of instead of protect it. So, man, praying for you, David. Pray you'll get more and more involved up there. Uh, you know, we're in a, we're in a mess because the here, here's the here's the challenge for guys like David up in Illinois. Do you stay and fight for liberty, essentially behind enemy lines in a state that's essentially been taken? Uh, the same pe- you know same question is being asked by my, my friends in Portland, Oregon, and in, in, in Seattle, Washington, and in, in, in California. I mean, all over the country. You've got to assess the situation and say, "Okay, um, am I called by God to defend the ground where He's had me planted for the last maybe your whole life, maybe for generations, or am I called by God to move to a state and uh, like a Florida or Texas or Idaho or whatever it might be, and strengthen the Patriots there and stand for liberty there?" And guess what, folks? I don't know the answer for you. I can't tell you the answer. I think I, I think I, I think every every liberty-loving, Bible-believing Christian in the country has to start asking these questions and has to start thinking about the strategy that is best for you and for the country, but what's God calling you to do? And uh, and, and and I pray for patriots willing to stay and stand their ground where they live. And I pray for patriots that are willing to move <laughs> to places like where our we're building the Patriot Academy campus, in, in, in Fredericksburg, Texas. That 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 those counties where we're building and 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 uh, trying to strengthen liberty, that will be that they will be strengthened by patriots moving in. But I get it. I under, I realize that weakens then those that stay in Portland and California, and so it's man, it's tough, folks. I'm telling you, I've said it, you know, for for, for three years now. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get worse before it gets better. You cannot pour the poison of cultural Marxism into the culture for decades and decades and decades, two generations now, and not have negative results. So we're, we're going to have to experience the pain that comes from sitting on the sidelines for too long and letting the left take over education and media and, 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 and now our, our major corporations across the country. We're, we're going to pay a price for that. I'm not saying that to depress you. I'm saying that to embolden you. I'm saying that to strengthen you, to say, eyes wide open, we're going to face this stuff head on, and we're going to stand for truth no matter what the price cost is, because we know that verse is true in Jeremiah. know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper. They were marching off to captivity, 70 years of captivity. I don't think it'll be 70 years of captivity here. I think we can win our culture back in one generation if we're willing to give up our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That's our time, our money. Yes, your fortune, and our sacred honor, our reputation, willing to speak truth. Folks, I hope you'll stand with us. I hope you'll be a force multiplier. Continue to listen. To continue to dive in, I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You've been listening to At the Core with Walker Wobman and Rick Green.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.